racing and sport. We have it covered on the Sports Daily with your hosts, Tim Walker and Digby Beecham. On the Sports Daily, it is time to head over to Sydney and catch up with Hugh Bowman. He has made Queen Elizabeth Stakes Day the second day of the championships he's owned over the past few years. Hugh, a very good morning to you. Tim, good morning. Digby, good morning to you. Well, it was a good weekend for you over there on Saturday afternoon, getting a couple of Group 1 placings and a Group 3 win in the Adrian Knox. How did you enjoy the first day of the championships? Well, not as much as I would have if I won those Group 1s, but no, it was a good day. My horses all ran really well, and um, yeah, it's set a really good platform for day two of the championships this Saturday, so we've got some really good rides to look forward to there as well, so... It's a big, big time of year for us. Absolutely, Hugh. We were just speaking off air and we were saying that you were seeing them well and you said it's a good time of the year to be seeing them well and that is very apt given the riches on offer during the championships. Yeah, well, I mean, whether you... Yeah, look, it's the time of year, you know, the spring and the autumn where the big races are there and, you know, it's just really humbling to go into these big meetings with such good rides and consistently through the board but uh, my form's been quite good over the last six or eight weeks and hopefully that can continue through the remainder of the autumn carnival here in Sydney. Hugh when you entered day number two of the championships which you've had great success you've won three of the four group ones previously and we know what Winx has done on this day she has made it her own Uh, is there a little bit of uh, excitement when you do go to day number two of the championships and and it brings back some good memories obviously given the association with the great mare and what she did on this day yeah I guess so although I'm not one to really look in the past obviously I do have wonderful memories of um that that final race of Winx's and you know I even on when we lined up for the Adrian Knox on last Saturday from that 2000 metre start I always sort of just uh, reminisce slightly on how the mood was back then but you know looking into this weekend you know it's not about what's happened in previous years it's what's going to happen this year and like I've said I've got some really choice rides to look forward to and um, yeah if they can all run up to their best form they'll, they'll all make their presence felt in, in the main races so yeah. it's exciting. And one of those rides is obviously Montefilia, who goes around in the race of the autumn, Hugh, the, the Queen Elizabeth. She was able to, to slay the giant most recently. Can she do it again? Yeah. I think she can. Um, you know, I'd expect an improved performance from Very Elegant. She seemed to be, you know, under par last start. And, you know, I've ridden a lot and know Chris Waller very well, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll turn that around. So I think you're quite right. I think it is the race of the autumn. I think that there's five genuine winning chances and they're all top-class horses. And, yeah, it's going to be a really exciting race. So I'm really pleased. You know, obviously the, the opportunity to ride Montefilia came about through Jason Collett uh, having an accident, accident at Warwick Farm 10 days ago. But I have had a great association with the mayor previously and, and, yeah, looking forward to the opportunity to ride her again. Yeah, we know that 100th Group 1 at Randwick back in the spring. You said that there were five winning chances. We've got a wonderful range of horses in this Queen Elizabeth this Saturday afternoon. Who do you feel is the one to beat? Zaki. Yep. What what did you make of the All-Star Mile win then, Hugh, watching that from afar? Well, I... 
I didn't think it was a high-pressure race. I, in fact, think Zaki's more suited when the pace is on, but I, I think he's a better horse over 2,000 metres than he is a mile. That's just my opinion. I've never sat on him. Uh, the only thing about him, I, I just wonder whether he's as effective on the on the gip with the softer tracks. I, I just think the firmer tracks is more akin to his racing style. Uh, he does go through the softer ground, but I think it will invite uh, the opposition to be more challenging to him because of the soft track, including very elegant, of course, Montefilia too, as well as Anima and, and I'm, I'm Thunderstruck is going to line up as well, I understand. So it's going to be a very high-class race, and, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Can you take out the Australian Oaks with Honey Creeper? I'd like to think so. Her win in the Adrian Knox was dominant. Whether that's the form going into the race, but, you know, I, I'm a bit suspicious it will be good enough. Uh, but she she had a dream run the other day, got all the breaks, got saved a lot of ground at the corner. So although she was she won with a margin, um, you know, she had a bit go away. So she, she'll have to step it up for the Oaks. But I like the fact that she's on the back up. She gave me a really good feel in the Adrian Knox, a filly that, that she's going to eat the 2,400. So, you know, hopefully we get a nice draw and get a nice run throughout. And I'm sure she'll... I, I wouldn't surprise me if she went better than she did last weekend, whether that's good enough to win the Oaks or not. We have to wait and see. But I, I reckon... I think she's on the... I think she's on an upward spiral myself. It's interesting what you say there, Hugh, in regards to the Oaks. The Adrian Knox, you won that, obviously, and you won the Vinery the week before, and it's like the boys with the Rose Hill Guineas or the Tullock into the Derby. What what do you prefer? Do you prefer the two weeks between runs or the one week between runs can be benefic- of benefit for a three-year-old filly like Honey Creeper? Oh, I don't think there's a real set formula there. I think... I think it comes up to the individual horse and you really won't know the answer until the races are run and won. So, I mean, a grey line, grey line, the horse of Murray Bakers, who was really good in winning, uh, running third in the, in the Tullock, uh, was really disappointing in the Derby. And you would have, you know, he came into second favouritism on, with the view that he'd really appreciate the backup. So... Yeah, you know, it's really an answer that we don't know until they run, until the race has run and won. But like I said, with this particular filly, uh, Honey Creeper, I do feel she's on an upward spiral, and you know I think she won with a bit in hand the other day. I don't think it was a gut buster, but you know I think Hinge, for instance, who was probably the the, the one to follow out of the binary for the Oaks, you know she, she did have a hard run, and so did. So did Fangirl. So it was a very testing race. So who knows? I mean, if we knew all these answers, (laughs) it would be an easy game, wouldn't it? It certainly would be. And you're back aboard Promise of Success in the Coolmore Legacy, the the old queen of the turf this Saturday afternoon. Are you looking forward to teaming up with the John O'Shea train mare? Yes, I'm very fond of this mare. I've had a fair bit to do with her. I was unable to partner her last start due to the uh, weight conditions. So, but she, she was good winning at Newcastle. And I, I personally, I think she's really capable mare at this level. I really do. And she sets up really well for the race. She's been set for the race the entire prep. And 
John O'Shea is training very well. He's, you know, he's saying that I'm seeing them well. He, he had Benno targeted at the at that ATC Derby, and he ran a career best race to be only narrowly defeated by Hitotsu. So the stable's going really well. Uh, she's a mare I know well, and. She, she's got, she will race very well. And she's one of those mares, Hugh, and as you said, you know her particularly well. We've had success aboard her. She runs fractions even on rain-affected ground. Yeah, the wet track won't affect her. Uh, she, she's primed for a peak performance, I'm sure of it. And also the chosen one, Hugh, a word there, the Sydney Cup always thereabouts is the chosen one at this time of the year. Well, I rode him last year in the Tancred, and didn't ride him very well. He then went and ran well in the Sydney Cup. I drew the outside and I've had to go back from last. I tried, I tried my luck in the Tancred and didn't get in. So anyway, this time around, he had a really good run in the Tancred. Should have probably run second if I got clear running from the top of the straight. I guess from a weights and measures point of view, he's giving away a bit of weight to... You know, a horse like Stockman, for instance, who did run second recently, but I think the horse is in better shape than he was last year, and I just hope he can draw a nice marble where I don't, where I can be a bit closer than I was on him last year, and yeah, he'll run a hell of a race. Well, it's a massive day's race, Hugh, and we really do appreciate you sharing your thoughts on it this morning on the Sports Daily. Go well on the weekend, and thanks very much again for your time. My pleasure. Anytime, guys. Thanks.